You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. But speaking of audio platform, well, before we haven't gotten started, but that would have been an awesome segue had we been recording and actually going. <laughs> we are we are recording, and I think people, that's how we are going to start Geeky Show ever this uh, week, is we got an awesome platform here. Um, I think I know what Melissa's alluding to, but before we get to that, I have finally. Oh, come have, on! I oh, <laughs> just chill your uh, slow your roll uh, there, okay. woman. Okay, yeah, I, I screwed up your segue, <laughs> but you know we got to get the important stuff out of the way. And the important stuff is, I finally got some weather that doesn't suck here. Um, <laughs> Does it blow instead? Uh, it has been the other uh, yesterday. The temperatures they okay. We had fifties uh, degree temperatures here, forties, fifty degrees. So that evil snow is melting. Yes, Kevin, cry your tears. Um, <laughs> put them in the freezer but and take them out. You still have snow, right? You still have snow. Yeah, we still got some big banks there, but it's finally going away. We see the grass in our lawn finally. It's the big piles that were like about four or five feet high around the yard here. They're down to about a foot high, so they are disappearing. Uh, now, yesterday, the temperatures dipped down into the 30s and 40s, and the wind blew, so we did have a little wind chill yesterday. Uh, but uh, otherwise, yeah, spring is slowly getting here. There is some threat of uh, uh, maybe a little snow returning here this week, but it's at this point, hopefully, if it does show up, it should be gone like it should show up and then go away the next day. But uh, so our weather is, like I say, finally becoming spring-like. Um, but like I say, I know we're not out of the woods yet. I've mentioned it here before. My son's birthday blizzard of uh, on April 25th, so we're not out of the woods <laughs> yet. Um, but I hope we're close. So, um, Melissa or uh, Elisa, uh, Melissa, we know what you're. Damn you don't weather. want to like, just get uh, get the worst over with first. Okay, no? yeah. Go ahead, okay. go ahead Melissa. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Piss us all say. off. Yeah. <laughs> Reporting from the you don't want to know section of the world. <laughs> it is 78 degrees and oh, it is gorgeous oh. all week long. It's going to it's actually going to get up into the 80s and that gets a little little hot and heavy but yep, it's time to get out the sunshades. It's time to get out the umbrellas for sun only cuz oh. yeah, we won't have rain can, to Can she read for. between the lines? Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least it's a pretty. At least it's a pretty <laughs> finger. <laughs> this is true. Okay. You should decorate just that one middle one for me. Put a little sunshine on it. Uh, <laughs> a little happy face. Uh-huh. <laughs> or I could just have a tattoo put on mine that says, this one's for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, okay. And, and uh, Elisa, are you finally getting closer to the weather that you desire? Kind of like kind of like you, Mike. Okay. Uh, but we have no snow whatsoever. None. Even the parking lots are pretty much mm. cleared out from the snow, which is great. It's been... It was a weird day today. It was really sunny, then all of a sudden it got really dark, and it was raining, and then the sun came out, and up until a little while ago, it was super, super bright. Uh, hit about 60 today. It's supposed to be cold tomorrow, about 40, and then we go into the 50s, back down to the 40s, then up to the 60s, mm. and when I changed the sheets yesterday, as I do every Saturday, I took the electric blanket, and instead of putting it under the comforter, it is now yeah, on top of I the comforter. And then next week, the electric part comes out. Uh, living <laughs> just, on the edge there. That one, that's you fun. know, by then it's going to be, what, April 7th or something? Sure. And that's when it's like unplugged from the wall, unplugged from the bed, but the blanket part will still be on the bed. That's and so the happiest funny. I do the same of, thing here. <laughs> the happiest day of my life is when I take that blanket and I say, yes, and I throw it in the washing machine because I don't need it anymore. 
Yeah, I remember okay. living living out east. The, the happiest day of my life each year was the first day that I could get into my car without a jacket. Like the, the yes. first day that I could just wear a sweatshirt and be able to just get in the car and drive. And now that's most of the days out here. So <laughs> uh, I was outside a couple days uh Short trips outside without a jacket on. It's fine, but in South Dakota, we always have wind, so that wind always makes it a little colder. But, you know, yeah, we're slowly getting there, um, you know, so, um, you know, yay, bring on spring. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready for it, uh, you know, mm-hmm. even the grass mowing and all that other stuff, but it beats snow shoveling anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so, you know, uh, that's spring. Good news. Yay. Okay, so now since I, you know, uh, you know, interrupted Melissa in the middle of her her uh, her segue, uh, what what was it you were going to say now, Melissa? Uh, you I forgot. forgot. <laughs> <laughs> we we're talking what about platforms. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. you were gonna you were gonna tell sure. us about your new platform, about your yeah. new podcasting experience. Yeah. So yeah. So I threw it to Melissa, so she could throw it to me, so I wouldn't sound too pompous <laughs> in doing all this, but. Uh, I, I I have started a new podcast on my own, just by myself, uh, called uh, Holding Out for a Hero Podcast, inspired by the song um, by Bonnie Tyler. Because I've, I've been kind of wanting to do a podcast for a while, just to do something. I couldn't come up with an idea. And then finally, you know, sometimes the best ideas are when you're kind of in that half uh, awake state. So I'm laying in bed one morning, just kind of laying there. And then, uh, I started thinking, Oh, you know, superheroes would be kind of good. Cause I had been watching the umbrella Academy on Netflix. And so I'm thinking, well, Hey, you know, and I was going to do it just about the umbrella Academy, but I thought, well, why not, you know, make it about superheroes. Cause that'll give me a lot more. Cause if, you know, this is done in, I think there's 12 episodes and it, we'll see if they haven't announced if they're going to renew the season yet. So I thought, you know, if I want to keep this going, and if you know if it were, if it's worth me keeping it going, um, I've got some more avenues to explore there. So I sat down, and I'm trying to do this different than I've done other podcasts. I'm trying to do this uh, tablet only. I'm I'm trying not oh, to interesting. Well, yeah, I'm trying not to sit down to my computer because when you sit down to the computer, you get in this work mode. You're kind of like hunched over your computer, and you know it kind of changes the way you think. I wanted to be able to sit there in my gaming chair over here with my feet up, leaning back, trying to relax and trying to get you know, uh, and hopefully that will show up in the po- uh, the podcast. Um, so I'm recording on my iPad with. Um, I tried GarageBand. It, I just, it didn't work for me. So finally, I ended up with. Uh, I bought Twisted Wave because I know Kevin and use it, Kev, uh, and he likes it. And I tried some other ones that I had, but eventually, Twisted Wave seems to be the one that I'm using. It's pretty good, to, uh, pretty easy to edit. Uh, you can. So what I'll do is I'll record on there, uh, edit it, like taking out all the uhs that I say all the time, um, taking out a fair amount of them anyway. And then when I get it to the point where I hate it the least, because I'm never quite comfortable with <laughs> my wait, performance. Wait about it. Yes. I will send it up to Box.com because I have an account there that I'm not utilizing real well. So I'm going to make that my online repository for my uh, files and such. And then from there, I can go into the Anchor app because I'm uh, using Anchor as my primary. That's what I want to know more about. Yeah. So I'm using, oh, I should have grabbed my iPad. I do it on my phone here, too. Um, 
but um, so yeah, I'm using Anchor to host the podcast. Now they do have a editor in there for recording your own uh, stuff, but I just didn't like that one either. I thought, well, I'll do it in Twisted Wave, and then this way I can save it up to Box. I have a you know a, a copy of it there. So then I download it to Anchor, and um, the one thing that I not crazy about doing it this way is you can you have a library that you can download your files into i wished we could i could create folders so each episode's files unless i'm missing something there and maybe i'll have to poke around and explore maybe uh ask anchor support uh if i'm missing something there but it would be nice to keep the uh instead of having all the files in one big directory i'd like to be able to have a directory for each podcast so i can keep the files straight so what i'm doing right mm-hmm. now is uh because i start out i'm uh i have an intro uh you know kind of telling what i'm going to talk about and then i go into the discussion and i am using their uh, they have sound clips and files you can use. So I'm trying to dress it up a little bit. So uh, hopefully not getting too carried away with the sound bits and stuff. Um, so it's a good experimentation. You'll, you'll figure out it as oh yeah. you go along. Yeah, I will. And I, there will still be some tweaking. But uh, if you listen to the podcast on the Anchor app, and that's the only place, unfortunately, because I don't want to have to screw around getting uh, try to license a, a song for it everywhere else. But if you listen to it on the Anchor podcast, I use about a 30-second clip of Bonnie Tyler's Holding Up for Hero. And then I will go into some transitional music, and then I will go into my intro, which uh, they, will, uh, they have a way that you can record your... Uh, your intro, and then you can have some background music put in there. So, like I say, I'm trying to dress it up a little bit. So that was my next question. So is so far you can only find it in Anchor because because I've been wanting to listen to it in Castro, and I kept trying to search for it, thinking that I we were waiting for it to get populated to iTunes, yeah, or it, whatever. Like I'm still not clear on how that happens. They they will Anchor takes care of sending it out. So currently, where? well, okay. Um, like I said, I should. Did you th- get a notification from Apple saying that it was on no, the it, iTunes store? No, it's not in there yet. Uh, a- Anchor will send me emails letting me know. Um, now I got. I'm trying to go through their app, and maybe it's me. Uh, but didn't you say then, it was on Spotify? Yeah, that's yeah. where I'm looking next because yep. didn't uh, Spotify buy Anchor? Yep. They did. So it's on there. And I'm is try- that complete now? I think so. And I, I'm on six platforms. I was trying to find what it is here. But if I remember right, it's Anchor, it's Spotify, it's on Google, um, Radio Public. I'm trying to go from memory here. Um, let's see here. Tools. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. I found it on Anchor and I favorited it, but I can't sure. see it on. Now I'm looking in Spotify and I'm not seeing it in Spotify. Podcast. I did a whole search for the name. Oh, they, there it is. There it is. Yep. I found it by seeing your name. Okay, so now I see it on Spotify. Right. So now I can follow you on Spotify. Right. I favorited it in Anchor and I looked in. Apple Podcasts, but it didn't come it's, there. It's not there yet, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, here so we then go. This, I wonder if that means that it needs to be in Apple Podcasts before it will end up in Castro. No, no. Well, oh, there. That that I don't know. Now, uh, 
Anchor says that they will take care of contacting the podcast providers. So hmm. I got, um, obviously, Anchor and Spotify, I got uh, you know announcements really quick on them. And then, uh, okay, I finally found my list here. So it's Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Um, and they take care of, of sending out the feelers for all of those. You don't have yes. to submit it to any of those. That's right. cool. They they take care of that. Now, I'm still – because there are – I have uh, uh, somebody else who would like to listen to it in Apple Podcasts and isn't there yet. And I don't know if they're a big announcement this week, which I think we'll get to a little later in the podcast. Hopefully that's not slowing them down on you know uh, the approval process. But um, So the supported platforms – through Anchor is Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox. Is that Castro or is that different? I, no, I never That's heard different. of that one. Okay, never heard of CastBox. Okay, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Pod. It's not on Overcast. Yeah, see, I'm a, thinking if it's not an Overcast, then it wouldn't be in Castro. It hasn't those are been two a, players. Hasn't, hasn't been approved on Pocket Cast yet, is or Overcast is the problem. Well, Overcast, I think comes. And I could be wrong, but I thought. Overcast came from iTunes. It might, but I could, it, I could be wrong. Right. But I just looked as you were yeah. talking, and it's yeah. not there. No, no. And like yeah, said, now I'm trying to search for it manually to see if it can find it from the URL. Oh, and, but, and app. Well, see, they uh, Anchor will send you an email each time a platform approves you, and I just haven't gotten yeah. the blessed mm-hmm. email yet from Apple. So uh, I don't know. What if, would be? It says search. So I'm looking at Castro. It says search directory or enter URL. So if I try to search just for your name, your other podcasts come up. Okay. Yeah, that happens. Well, see, it's funny. If I do Mike McPeak on Overcast, all that comes up is Sci-Fi Tech Talk. Okay. And in Castro, both Sci-Fi Tech Talk and Bart on the Plains comes up. Oh wow, that one's still up in the there. search. Oh lord, mm-hmm. I yeah. haven't done but that not for about five years. But not ours because not Geeky Show ever because our names aren't in it. Yeah, they really should be, don't you think? Oh. Is there any way we can get them in there so that we can do a search with our names? Mm. I feel like we got to get the SEO fixed on that. <laughs> uh, that would probably that would be helpful for being able to get it into sure. directories. Because this one says sci- Sci-Fi Tech Talk, Julie Keel, Jeff Sire, Mike McPeak, Sci-Fi Tech Talk dot com. Okay. And then it says inactive, and then it has a description okay. of the podcast. Well, it's been a couple months. Julie's yeah. having issues so we've kind of put it on hiatus for a while till everyone gets things mm-hmm. uh back to normal so we probably are you know maybe on the inactive status but you know hopefully we're going to rectify that soon but uh um yeah so and they have uh art because um, the uh uh post yeah it looks art, really sharp yeah so they have a library of art um uh, that you can choose from and so i picked one there that seems to uh seems suitable for the podcast um and they have some, uh, like I say, they have different uh, sounds you can put in when you're editing. So they have a library of uh, stock sounds there, uh, little bits of, you know, music or little short uh, uh, transitional tunes. Uh, I should have, let me grab my iPad here. That, the interface, you can do it on your iPhone, but the interface on the iPad's a little bigger and a little better. Mm-hmm. So you're using Twisted Wave and what else? Anything else? Just okay. Twisted Wave to do all the, the pre-production? Yeah, for the uh, the actual podcast part, uh, Twisted Wave 
for the editing. And then um, I'm using, because uh, for my website, because I always like to have an accompanying website to go with it. For It's like you're out on Radio Public. Yeah, that one I am on. That 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 one I got the announcement. So for I'm using a um, blogger website, Blogspot, oh, whatever okay. you call it. Yep, that's uh, what I use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I did it for Bard on the Plains. I got a couple others, so I already know the platform. And so I'm mm-hmm. using Blog Touch Pro on the iPad for. Oh, are you? Do you yeah. like that? It's okay. I have been wondering if I wanted to pull the trigger on that or not. I yeah. have it. But so, I haven't paid the in-app subscription, or no, it's not a subscription. I think it's a one-time fee. Um, but there's an in-app purchase for it. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I did buy it. I don't remember what it was now. I'm trying not to spend a great deal of money on this. I know cause... that's just it. I'm trying not to spend yeah. a lot of money on it because it is a hobby, and you've got to, sure. you know, you're gonna but, stick out for it. But I figure, you know, if I'm gonna do this, why don't I do it sort of halfways, right? So I did get, like I say, I I'm using Blog Touch Pro for posting. But I still go into with Safari to because I don't unless I missed it I don't think I can edit like the uh, uh, the sidebar or any of that stuff with Blog Touch I think that's basically for uh, mm-hmm. putting articles in there so I am still using Safari on the iPad to go in and uh, when I get more you know, podcasts approve. I'm putting them over there in the sidebar link. And and the link to that that is uh holding out for a hero.net. So I sprung for the twelve bucks and had uh registered a domain name and pointed it towards that. I wish I could have gotten dot com. That one was gone already. So I, I had to go really? with the little mm-hmm. inferior dot net. But you know, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Because uh, most people go, oh dot com. No net so i've got uh, i registered i got that registered so it should point to that i think i got that stuff figured out um so blog touch for bloggers 4.99 okay yeah like i, I had say, the free version and i tapped pro and it'll take you to the app store to okay. download that one there's yeah. one for wordpress too which is interesting that one's half the price yeah i like I said, I just I'm familiar. I had considered WordPress, but I'm familiar with Blogger, so I just thought I prefer sure. Blogger. I just can never find anything that I can use as a mobile version. I might right. just spend the money on this and give it a go. This isn't too bad. I mean, it'll do all the things that I I want it to do. I'm not getting horribly you know fancy with it, but because I have. Uh, Oh, I should. I need to go in there. I released my second episode this morning, so I need to go in there and update the website and that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, it does seem to do what I want, and I'm not a you know web developer or anything. It, but it'll do the the my work anyway. It satisfies your tinkering sure. itch, right. and you can scratch it. Yeah, that. and then uh, you know the rest of my procedure that I'm using for doing this, I'm using. I've got my little. Uh, I got a seven inch Fire tablet over here, one of the older ones. It's a little slower, but I re- save the. Uh, video to using my um, on my windows computer i guess there is a desktop computer involved but i have it saving the episodes uh using play on recording them and saving them to my plex server and then i download them onto my fire tablet so i take it with me it's small it's seven inches if something happens to it i wouldn't cry because it's you know under a hundred bucks for that thing and and they don't even make that particular model, but it's seven inches. I can slip it into a pocket and 
take it with me. So then I can sit there wherever I want and I can just kind of scroll through the episodes. And I've done that a few times. It's like, what were they doing? So I, you know, uh, scrub back and forth on the video to find that. So I refresh my memory because um, my short-term memory sucks sometimes. Uh, so I'm using that to, like, say, watch the episodes on or my TV, whichever's handier. Uh, and then I'm all using simple or simple note, right? Simple note for note taking. But obviously, I'm doing that on the Android tablet because Siri just doesn't understand, and Google is yeah. much better at dictation. So I'm using uh, my Android tablet. So as I'm sitting there watching the uh, episodes, I, I don't have to. I can just hit the button and do some voice dictation in the simple note. So I've got some crib notes to fall back on. Uh, yeah, and the stuff that you're gonna be that you're dictating is gonna be public anyway, so it's not right. like you're worried about the mining. <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure that when I go back to read it, I'm going, "What the hell did I just say there?" Uh huh. Yeah. 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 So I want something that's gonna recognize my voice fairly well. And now what I'm doing, and I know there's some people out there that you know the purists. I've tried uh, my first episode, and you can kind of hear it. I tried to do it stream of consciousness. Unfortunately, there's lots of rocks in my stream. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and I wasn't real happy with. It. So the second couple of rusty razor blades in mine. So that's yeah, why I haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and so I just didn't like the way I sounded and came off there. So what I did this time was, I sat down and dictated in the simple note and had. You know, basically a script that I followed. I tried to, you know, not make it sound like I was reading off a script, but that's kind of impossible to do. But I sat there and read it because I just liked the flow better. And I still get, and I'm not getting horribly crazy on the editing part. I'm not taking out, I tried to take out a few of the lip smacks uh, in, along the way because I notice I do that. And I sometimes. You're better off just trying to, to use it as a tool for behavior modification. That's what I've tried to do. That I try to listen color. back to myself. Yeah, just try to use it to, to train right. yourself out of it versus trying to drive yourself nuts trying to edit it out. And a lot right. of that stuff isn't all that terrible. Well, and, it, and most of them I left in there. And I did leave some of the uh, – I took a few of the breaths out because it was kind of annoying. But I left some in there because it's emphasis. It's like, you know, I'm not – this is not recorded in one big breath. Um the whole yeah, and if you take out too much, it. then it doesn't sound natural anymore. Right, right. Yeah, so I had, this time I'm more satisfied with it. And the nice oh. thing is I can just sit there and dictate chunks as they come to mind, and then kind of move them around there a little bit. Um, and then the only other thing I did buy, and it, it can serve two purposes. I bought a gaming headset that I can plug into my iPad for recording because I didn't want to use the built-in one because that sounded terrible. And I did have an older Logitech um, gaming headset here that had a USB port, but I had the USB to lightning adapter, and it worked fine. But the only problem is that headset was kind of plastic, and as I kind of, as I always do, anybody, Elisa and Melissa see me when I'm podcasting, I move my neck back and forth because my neck gets stiff. So as I'm doing that, it was creaking, and it would pick it up on the podcast. <laughs> and so, and it was, that's what it does with mine. <laughs> yeah, and besides which, it was so old that the, uh, the vinyl that went over the ears was starting to flake off. Um, so I needed something better. And the nice thing is when I'm not using it for podcasting i plug it into my xbox and or whatever i'm using and so it will function as a gaming 
headset. So it, it will serve two purposes. So it wasn't just for this, but so that's basically my my setup there that I'm trying to do this with. And I'm just I've made a conscious effort, like I say, to stay off the computer. I think I did use it to register my domain name because it's I still it's a little easier for me to work on a bigger screen with a keyboard than interact I still have a little bit of a hang-up interacting on a tablet with a its keyboard I sometimes I just need that full-size computer but beyond that everything else is I'm doing it fairly well pretty much all have you tried a bluetooth keyboard attached to your tablet uh I've got some but I don't know I would uh uh, basically, I'm just using it for the editing, uh, the key, on-screen keyboard for editing. I'm dictating everything else in. And, um, and like I say, when it comes to websites, uh, the other thing is, too, I trust using LastPass on the computer when I'm registering oh, yeah, domains yeah. and keyboards. I mean, it does work pretty well on the iPad, but I just feel more comfortable when I'm you know, registering and creating passwords. I feel s- safer doing it on the computer because i i know it will i can always copy and paste it uh, if uh, something happens but last pass is pretty good about do you want to save the password for this site and i go yes so um but otherwise yeah, just certain workflows that just feel better and more native and natural on a computer versus a tablet yeah it's just how it is but like I say, from uh, for the creating part, I wanted to like say be able to just sit back and kind of relax a little bit, not feel like I'm hunt like I am right now, hunched over here, speaking into the microphone, looking at the screens, having all the stuff around me. I just kind of want to sit back and you know let it flow. Um, but and so, are you going to be talking about just about movies and TV shows that are themed for? Superheroes? Are you gonna are I, you gonna diverge into anything else? I don't know. I'll see. I mean, you know, I can do whatever I want, but I am kind of a purist. If I said, you know, superheroes, I think I'm gonna try and keep it to that genre. Uh, and like I say, if this, you know, uh, if this takes off or something happens here, I have also thought about because there's no reason why I couldn't create another podcast and just keep it separate because I do have this thing for crime dramas too. So you know, I could, you know. It's the URLs that would only make that yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, juggling around too many URLs could get kind yeah. of hairy. But you know, That's I, why if you could pick one that would be a good umbrella to to put them all under, it might be good. That well, yeah, that could be, yeah. And then you should go put them all on your about.me page. Uh, I think I've done that. I've updated uh, cool. all that stuff because that was part of the process too. Is you know, you had to set up your website, and I wanted to make sure I had uh, the about.me stuff updated uh, with all this, and and create a Twitter account if anybody wants to contact me there. Um, and supposedly, uh, you can send uh, feedback through the Anchor app. Um, and then one of the things I think they can do is uh, people can leave you, where is it now, voice uh, messages. Yeah, I saw that when I was looking at yours. It said yeah. I could leave a message. I'll have to do that later. Okay. Yeah, because I don't might... know. That's kind of weird, though. I don't know. It's I don't, know if, like, I, I don't know if I like it's it It's like an not. answering machine in a yeah. way. It's like, you want me to leave a message? Oh, okay. I guess it's so people can, I don't know, I guess they can they can play the audio. I don't know. Is that is that giving consent? Like if I call in and say, your show really sucks. <laughs> and, um, so and here's some asshole listener that said that I sucked. And let's air this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
if I if I ever got a message like that, I would just find the trash. Well, like, what if I had a question? You know, what if yeah. I had a question about something that I heard on the podcast and I wanted to give you some feedback or ask a question or, or you know, compare notes or something like that? I guess that's the purpose of it is to give yeah. you feedback about your episode, and then you can you can respond to it. That would be an interesting test to see is like, we should both call in Elisa and like actually leave him a message about the podcast and then see if he can take that audio and then uh, somehow from anchor, like, I don't know if that's a feature or not, like somehow be able to put it in the show. And now we have a caller that, that had oh. a question and then you play the audio. Let me see what happens. Let me do part with it. Voice. Well, Let me there, do a voice message. Well, in the, in the <laughs> anchor so. app here, there is a tab that, get says, a notification. that says voice messages. So, yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. So, yep. so you can so put them we in could there. each leave you one. Right. Um, I just wish I, I could I could get it into Castro, and I wish I knew what URL to put in there that would make it happy. Uh, Do you know what the URL the yeah. URL is for the feed? Do you have the feed URL? Can you paste yes. that into the Skype chat? I'm like, this is a test. Or just paste it into. Do don't paste it into Skype. Paste it into the. The Goopod messages, and then I can copy it from there and paste sure. it in. Um, yeah, but it's, it's RSS feed that I think is what I need. There is one there, and I got a uh, again. The uh, uh, web interface is different than the iPad interface, which is different than the iPhone, which you know is fine. Uh, it's just that I kind of have to navigate. And figure okay. out where the stuff. So is, is it going to be on your website? So if I go to holding out. So Mike, I just recorded a message to you in Anchor, which okay. I should have muted the mic and I didn't. Sorry about <laughs> that. Um, but as soon as it, I hit OK, it said I haven't hit I haven't hit the sent message yet. But it says this will be sent to Mike McPeak and may appear on their podcast. Mm-hmm. And then it says, "What's this segment called?" So I can call so that it. A, that is interesting because it does so notify I'm calling you it sense. feedback. And now I'm sending you the message. So is that where it asks for your consent that you're basically, you've left a message and then it tells you, you know, by you submitting this, you're consenting that your, your audio could be. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not saying that in so many words. It's just, it's just letting you know that be careful what you say, because Mike can use this feedback when he records his next podcast. Yeah. But that sounds like a consent to me. Yeah, but I mean, it's not saying you're giving consent. It's just saying no. this could end up, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good way of saying it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, it's not showing that I sent anything. Like, uh, from yeah. my end, it's not showing that I sent feedback to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I've got the, uh, here's, okay, i got to figure this out. Because I've got a link to my anchor.fm page. Uh, and I don't know if that would uh, populate then in a podcast. Um, Podcatcher, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, that's what I want to see. I'm looking on the website to see what would there be. I mean, I can see it looks really nice on mobile. And if I tap subscribe, it's not going to subscribe me to the podcast. It's going to subscribe me to the bo- to the blog. And I only see one episode so far, which is the Umbrella Academy. So if I tap okay. on that. Okay, I finally found there is an RSS feed. Um, Can you copy and paste that into, because you should put that on your blog. You should put a link to that. I'm thinking you should yeah. put it somewhere in your blog so that people in other podcast listening apps True. or podcatchers 
could tap that and either copy it and paste it or, you know, maybe if the, well, that's what I want to find out, is the podcast app smart enough to detect as a data detector well, that link and then will it show me the share sheet so that I can open in the well, podcatcher of my choice? Yeah, I see. Okay, yeah. So this is the RSS feed. I'm sending it in. Uh, okay. In, in messages. Yeah, and it that okay. should work because uh, I have analytics here too, which and if I tap on it, it wants to open in news, which is interesting. I think yeah, that's okay. usually the case. But I think if okay. You copy and now it switched it. away from that. It switched away from that, and it took me so it bypassed news, and now it says add a podcast by URL, and it gives me cancel or subscribe. Aha. I just subscribed in podcasts, the yeah. Apple Podcast app, well, see, and now it, it's there. Because I was checking too, because uh, I was experimenting. I tried it in, in Apple's in Apple's podcast because, again, I like I said, I have analytics here. Um, let me look at it. But up. you're not technically listed on Apple Podcasts no. in the iTunes directory yet. However, I was still able to get it into the podcast library in the Apple Podcast app. Yeah. By using that URL that you just sent me. So that's the URL that you need to put on your website that makes yeah. it accessible to people yeah. getting it into. Now uh, I'm going to try the same thing. Okay, Mike, you sent us the link. Yep. When I clicked on it, it said open an Apple News. Right. right. That's yeah. And then it wants me to open an Apple Podcasts. Yep. yep. That's what I just did. Yeah. That's what I just went Because, like I said, when I, I when I was testing things out, I tried it in Apple Podcasts, and then I went and looked at my analytics, and it said, because um, it'll list uh, listening platforms, so it's got Anchor. Yay, 82. I got it in Castro. Okay. So, so at least take that URL and put it into Downcast. Is that what you use, or Pocketcast, or... Outcast, overcast, overcast. I mean, overcast. <laughs> one, of the, one of those, one of those casts. But so. see, I have to. But I, then I have to open Apple Podcasts, which I don't use, and I don't have my. No, console. no, you don't have to. You just have to copy. You just have to long press on that URL that he sent in the messages, and then tap copy. Right, then look. go into your podcast app of your choice, and then go to the search, and then tap it in where it asks you if you want to enter a URL, and then paste gotcha. it. Okay. That's how I got it into Castro, so it should work the same way for yours. I can never remember. Yep, it's it about short-term yep. memory. Right. Yep. Yeah, so I was able to get good. it into my library. That's what yeah. I wanted to know. So like like I was saying, uh, in their an, uh, the, their analytics, too, so you get – this is the first podcast I've done where I can actually – I can see what's going on there, which right now is depressing me a little bit because uh, that's the other thing yeah, i got to figure out. we just subscribe. Right. So. But, I mean, I've got to figure out – now my next thing is that I've never really had to do before on podcasts is the promotion Part. I mean, I'm putting yeah. it out there on Twitter, but I need to find some you've other. Got ways. on Twitter, you got on your blog, you've yep. got to get that URL on, Facebook. on your blog. Yep, I yeah, would, for I would tweet that URL so that. Right. So why don't you compose a tweet that you keep retweeting? You know, you keep like sending out once in a while with yep. not the anchor link, but that that RSS it's link feet. that you just yep. sent to us. Right. Then that way, other people can click on it and then do what they yep. wish with it as far as right. their podcatcher of choice. And like I say, you get analytics here, so it'll tell me which platforms have downloaded it. Eighty-two percent are on Anchor, nine percent on Google Podcast, and I think I downloaded. What about so, Spotify? Uh, it doesn't say anything there yet. But then it said uh, Apple Podcasts, and it confused me for a while until I realized that I had checked out the URL in Apple. So it's registering it as an Apple device, even though I'm not on iTunes yet. This, Like I said, yeah. this confused me. Uh, but it'll also tell me, um, 
Is that just Elise and I that just did it in Apple Podcasts? Uh, that may account because it's 9%. Um, and Android is 9%. iPhone is 20 No, I'm looking. Wait a minute here. So it's 9% Apple, 9% Google, and 82% Anchor. That but, is really sweet because you're not having to pay a monthly fee for this to do it on Anchor, are you? No. Now tell me, so how is it monetized? They they insert ads, and do they where do well, they insert the ads? Beginning, well, the end, the middle. You can opt in for ads, and I haven't yet. And it'll say it'll match you up with. From what I've read so far, I haven't del- delved too deeply into this yet because I I want to see how I feel about you know doing ads on there. But from what I can, so have you haven't seen, done ads yet, and it's still free. Right, right, yeah. Well, and I did and you say still get that analytics. And I should uh, listen to it on uh, Anchor to see, or listen to it, because I did give them permission to stick a promo for Anchor at somewhere during the podcast. It's you know. kind of like the audio version of watermarking. Right, right, yeah. And but you opted into that as well. Well, for them to put there, I figure if I if they're hosting me, I should at least be nice enough to let them say, if you're interested in doing a podcast of your own, go to Anchor.fm and you know sign up or whatever. I figure I should at least allow them to do that. Now I can opt in to do. They will match you up with sponsors and then you would record an ad for the sponsor and i haven't really? i haven't delved that deeply into it yet because i just don't know i'm still trying to get things up and running i have to yeah. see but you know you can monetize it if you wish um, right and so i haven't that may be something i will explore at a at a different time here once i kind of maybe get a little momentum going on the podcast i would like to so. do it and have mine if i did it with mine i would like to have it monetized just so i could you know i could expense out the 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 annual registrar fee and that sort of thing because that's what always been my my stickler is that i just i can't afford the hosting it's just always been so expensive to host well okay so you can do sponsors they have sponsorships um Mm -hmm. so it says we work hard at matching you with sponsors and we'll email you as soon as we found one for you um, I just don't like the idea of opting into ads and then having like Viagra or something right. advertised on my, like, well, you know, something that I just can't get behind. And well, I would have, to, hopefully a person would have right of rejection, uh, at least up yeah, to a point. Yeah, that would be important. That would be uh, important. And then there, you can also uh, activate listener support. So if you have a listener that really likes your podcast and wants to send you a couple bucks... Um, oh, that's nice. So you, you can, don't have to sign up for a Patreon. Right, yeah. So you can just, you know, if somebody's listening and, you know, uh, likes it enough, they can send you a few bucks. So um, mm-hmm. right now I'm kind of just working on making sure I get some stuff out there, some get a few more podcasts out there. And, again, like I say, uh, get some promotion done. And I should look to, again, I'm figuring this well, out. Well, when I get a podcast, then, then we can cross-promote each other. Sure, yeah. Well, and then I should see, too, that I know they have uh, a tutorial on here on how to start a podcast, and maybe I should go in there, and they may have suggestions on how to you know grow your audience and where you should put it. Well, Lisa sent us a leak a while ago from Blueberry, I think, that gave you lots of pointers about, and stuff that I've already read you know, years right. ago, but it's a good, good refresher, and there's new information out there, too. Well, and maybe I shouldn't be such a, oh, I'm a podcaster, I know what I'm doing. Um, maybe I should go and look at some of those, because like I say, for Geekiest Show, this is, you know, this is an established podcast, so uh, I just kind of yeah, wandered in here. That's why I wish we had more right. SEO stuff set up, right. and I wish we had, didn't have... And, I mean, there is a registered URL. We should be using that instead of just the free hosted WordPress. 
right. so that it should redirect. And, then, and there's really icky ads that end up on the show notes. Sure, that too. Uh, well, yeah, I've kind of noticed them too. Uh, and then Julie, for sci-fi, I mean, she's a web developer, so she's taking care of all of that. And I suppose if you know, I was uh, to ask her, she would give me some pointers too. Um, but like I say, this the the uh, advertising part is kind of new to me because when I had my Bard on the planes, it was part of the uh, then the stoplight network. Now it's the MyMac mm, network, okay. yeah. and so just by kind of momentum of the other shows and you know cross promotion or whatever. And again, that always bugged me because. I would ask him once in a while what my numbers look like. Not that I was, I I was a little bit curious. It's not like I'm horrible. Oh, I would be. I yeah. would want to know that kind of stuff well, because that's what intrinsically motivates you. Right. And he said at one point, I thought there was like maybe 300 listeners or you know something along that line. Said, well, you know, uh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, so and like hey, with Julie, I ask her occasionally because she's got the numbers. But again, I don't. You know, it's her pod. It, it's yeah, kind of her podcast. I'm there, you know, with her, uh, you know, doing stuff. But, you know, she's got the... Uh, the you need st- to have something that's your own baby that you can yeah. check in whenever you want to. Yeah. I, I'm in the same boat. It's like, I don't want to pester the person. I don't want to be, like, nagging like it's 2 right. a.m. And yeah. I'm just curious about something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm needy that I'm... You know, I am kind of doing this as a... Oh, it kind of an ego project, but I hope it does turn into something. It's a fun is sandbox it? to play yeah, into. It is. And I'm th- always you're inspiring me because I keep thinking I want to do it, but I need to do something just like you were ex- explaining, where it has to be something that I can dictate when I'm like in the car or when yep. I'm just doing something where I'm waiting in a line. There's so many times where I'm my role in my life is like I'm filling in the blanks for everybody else. And there's all that like in between waiting time where I'm stuck doing something where it's not enough time to start a larger project. I need the little bits and pieces where I can fill in and I need an easy way to be able to get those notes down. And I always keep thinking about field notes. I'm always out on the field Mm -hmm. doing something and something occurred. And I think, wow, this would be a really good PSA for other people because I can, you know, or, or it's like a question I keep getting asked all the time, or it's a problem that I keep fixing all all the time. And, you know, I used to do that voraciously with my blog and I just, I haven't been able to just find like you, the same problem occurs. Mm-hmm. I just can't bring myself to sit down in front of the computer, in front of my desk, in front of a workstation and, and get to work on it. When, when I do, it's great, but I'm constantly being interrupted. So I need something that fits the nomadic lifestyle of mobile right. content creation. I need a nomadic mobile content creation workflow. That's and, what I need. And I haven't uh, – and I'm – like I said, I'm trying to – that's why I bought the headset so it sounds good. I want to go for, you know, for yeah, good sound. Yeah, it's totally justified. But, you know, there, I also had kind of thought about um, maybe going uh, commando style too where, you know, if I'm at work and uh, I'm busy <laughs> sweeping like force. Gamut, record without pants? Oh, no, not that kind of commando, oh, no. sorry. Oh, no, no, no. no it's it's oh, worse Lord, than no. that. Yeah. Oh, no, no. it's worse. But, <laughs> Wow. Okay. Uh, but if I'm at work pushing a broom around, you know, uh, obviously I wouldn't want to do this when I'm vacuum cleaning. That would affect quality. But if I just yeah. wanted to do something while I'm, you know, uh, sweeping the floors, because it doesn't take a lot of brain power to sweep the floor. I just haven't gotten to that point yet where, you know, I would do that because I do like have my showering. Bluetooth headset. That's like when you get your best thoughts, you know, when you're doing something mindless like that. Sure. That's right. when you're thinking about stuff, like you're alone with your thoughts. And what I do, uh, what I can do, because uh, I got my Apple Watch and I have drafts set up on here. So if I do have a thought, I can just hit the button 
and send it into what did I do with my drafts thing? Well, I got to change. Uh -oh. I changed things around. Uh, I got to put my drafts thing back on my uh, mm -hmm. Apple Watch, but I can just do a short thing in the drafts, and then I got set up so it could send it to Simple Note because I think Simple Note's mm -hmm. going to be my repository for show notes and yeah i'm gonna do the same thing with day one i have day well, one set up like that i got day one doing you know other things other uh, things yeah because yeah, i i have it recording uh with my automatic app for my uh my car i got that module plugged in so it records all my trips so it's getting full of you know every time i make a trip it's logged in there and I'm we just, need one one complication to rule them all. Yes, uh, I am that complication. I complicate my <laughs> own life. But uh, so you know, that's my journey in you know into my own podcast. Well, I've done it before, but like I say, this is I feel like this is truly my own podcast because I would do the recording and other stuff, but then I would send it away for other people to you know. Uh, well, I've been having anchor you know, post it and host it now, but, um, I can at least see the information. I have a little bit more, uh, knowledge of what's going on there and maybe, you know, hopefully I can get a little bit more feedback on this, but, and, and like I said, the other thing is too, I'm going to have to do my own promotion because I've been kind of lazy up to this point or blessed, I guess you could say that I haven't had to go out there and, and I do promote the podcasts I'm on sometimes. It's just, um, the problem is for our podcast or even for sci-fi, I figure our user base mm -hmm. uh, uh, overlaps each other there. So the ones that you guys would send out would probably be getting the same tweet from me. So it's just kind of like, you know, I just figure people don't like getting doubled up on that stuff all the time. So I have, yeah, I have gotten kind of I, I would promote more, but I hate being spammy. And then other yeah. people are like, yeah, do it. Who cares? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I know Julie is... It's hard to brag. <laughs> yeah, and I know Julie sets... I think she's got something set up that automatically every once in a while... I will mm -hmm. get a sci-fi you know, tech talk uh, tweet come across. Mm -hmm. But again, it's not spammy and... Um, mm -hmm. You know, and she has it set up to repeat uh, in the more, you know... Uh, yeah, which is really the way it should be. Sure, I mean, sure. It really should repeat so that you can reach different time zones in different yeah. countries and yep. all that kind yeah, of stuff. So. Yeah. But... Uh, uh, so, you know, like I say, that's my trip, uh, you know, into this. So, um, so speaking about the way things should be, um, can we move along to sure. the, uh, since we sort of were, were tweaking with this earlier and we, we do want to talk about the Apple event a little bit, but I was wondering if we could do the Gmail feature with Mojave yeah. update. Well, you, you two can do that. Cause like I say, I, I do use Gmail, but I haven't up, done the latest update on my Mac yet. So, and I'm just going to wait and see how this all blows out. And... You just want to wait until after I do it. And sure. It sure. I'll watch you guys. <laughs> Cause, go Cause Elisa's already jumped in. So Elisa's right. done okay. the, the, so it's the Mac OS Mojave update. It was what? 10.14.14.4. Point four, and people, of course, went and updated it. Now, do you, Elisa, do you have your automatic updates turned on? No. Or did you do it manually? No, no, no. Same no, here. No. I don't have that turned on. I want to I wanna do the update. I want to know when it comes down. I want to know what I go and I read all the details and see what it's supposed to fix because I want to know when that comes out because, you know, my, my clients have a lot of them because some of the stuff is just set up without me touching it, it could be that they have their automatic updates and then, you know, things get wonky and they're like, help. I get the, as soon as those drop is when I get the help emails that like, help. Oh, okay. Now I know what, at least I have a clue as to what's going on. 
Uh, so I do not have those turned on because I want to know when they do come in and I don't want it to just do it for me. And so same is true with this one. So you did you did manually update it because there really was no reason not to. Right. The only I mean, time I hesitate is when it's the full point. When yes. you're going from, you know, Mojave to whatever the next one is. Yes. When it's just the, like the individual little guy. Mm-hmm. I just I just go ahead unless Which is what this was. I mean, there was really no reason not to do it. Yeah, unless I hear something immediately goes, don't do it, don't do it, then I'll hold off. And this, uh, people noticed this about probably, what, 24 to 48 hours after it hit. So it did happen relatively quickly. So my only reason that I didn't do it right away was because I was just being lazy. I just, you know, again, I was like having a hard time just trying to sit down at the front of the computer for a while and have time to do it. And I hadn't done backups, like, you know, other than my automated time machine. I wanted to do a clone and things like that. It was just time to do that stuff. So I was just being lazy, and that's why I didn't. And then I saw this, you know, rash of people tweeting about it. That's why I, you know, Twitter is still redeeming to me because of the tech support that you can get, because that's the way that I cultivated it in the beginning, and that's what I like about it. And, of course, people were, you know, tweeting and Facebooking about it, and, oh, you know, it broke Gmail. And I thought, oh, crap. <laughs> so Here what, we go. What was it and doing it did. exactly now? Was it just not downloading the messages? I wasn't it getting was, my mail. Okay. It was it, to um, me? it was putting people into an authentication loop. So that's why you remember, Lisa, you texted us and I said, oh, that's not a big deal. I'm used to seeing that. And I did I did undervalue it. I'm sorry but that I, I did. wasn't I wasn't in a loop, though. Some people were in that loop. See, what happened is when as soon as I think I was Friday, I updated. And when I went to check my mail, it told me to go to Safari. Mm-hmm. And I've never had to go to Safari Whereas I'm used Gmail. to seeing that because I'm always troubleshooting stuff for people. So that was a normal a normal behavior in my mind. But yeah, it turns so out that, it really that's wasn't. what kind of freaked me out at first. I'm like, is this legit? Did I get right. hacked? No. Yeah. And then I put my credentials in. And that's and I have attitude to have. And I have an app-specific um, password. Yeah, see, on all my different, you know, my password on my iPad is different than from my Mac. And so I put all that in and it said, okay, cool. But I wasn't getting it. I was getting that little squiggly line next to Gmail. Mm-hmm. And the only way it was my mail was coming through was when I clicked on that squiggly line. Because normally when I get up in the morning, say I look at my iPad and there's 40 emails. If I look on my Mac, there's 40 emails. Well, I had zero. Because mm-hmm. it was offline. But it was working yeah. on the, your uh, your iPad and your iPhone, so, right? Yeah, Perfectly. because this, okay. this technically this quote-unquote bug was not affected by iOS. Okay. Yeah, it was only on Mac OS and it was and it seemed to be uh, some people said that, oh, it was a problem on Gmail's end, but both Elise and I don't buy that because it seemed to be a very high coincidence that it happened when Mac OS 10.14.4 came out. Well, That's, some people were saying that Gmail did something on their end at the same time. And that I, is true. Gmail it, did make a change to their Gmail UI. They did make a change, so it, that is a coincidence that did occur. It, it did happen at the same time because that was my first thought. Because I had seen something, um, I was trying to troubleshoot troubleshoot something with a, a, a volunteer account, and I did have to log into the Gmail web mail version of it because I don't want that one mixed in with my my Mac. I don't want that mixed in with my personal stuff. So that one I do use the Gmail webmail interface. And that's where I saw the message that said, you know, because sometimes you'll log in there. Maybe you don't see it if you just use the mail client app. But sometimes you'll log in there and it'll say, oh, you know, we uh, 
gave you some new features. Do you want to switch to the new version? And you're like, yeah, yes, okay, take me there or no, keep it the same. And this time it said something to the effect of that there was something where you could interact with chat messaging or you could somehow reply to an email, I don't know, live or something like that. It had something to do with some kind of chat feature or something. I don't remember what it said. But I just thought to myself, oh, there's a new feature big whoop, I don't care because I don't use the Gmail web interface and I just needed to get in there and get out and, you know, look at something. And then it just seemed coincidental that, oh, well, then there was this rash of people having problems with mail client and Gmail. I thought, oh, I wonder if something, that new feature that they added maybe broke something in the mail client that maybe it just didn't translate somehow. That's what I was thinking happened. Um, So, yeah, it just seems like it was coincidental that Gmail did something new and then the Mojave update dropped and then people updated and then things were not working with Gmail accounts. And then there was the thing where some people said that it was it was limited just to Google Apps uh, Gmail accounts. And then other people said, no, it's random. There wasn't any consensus as to if it was just one type of flavor of Gmail accounts. Nope, it would seem to be random. So that couldn't be, you know, these are all, these are all proof of concepts. These are all things that, you know, you should be able to replicate and nobody could replicate that consistently. So, and we just were discussing before we started recording that you have a regular Gmail account. I'm, I'm going to, after we're done recording, I'm going to go and do the update and see what happens because we were doing some testing. Now, Lisa, tell me, so is the behavior different now? Um, Has it gone offline since we've been talking? No, it seems like it's okay. So and what was happening online see, now. And when you go to mail and then you go in the top where it says preferences and go into your account that way, because if you go through system preferences, you can't go and see your different outgoing and incoming servers. Mine said my IMAP account was enabled, but offline. Mm-hmm. Correct. And then we just hit a bunch of buttons and just did a, we just really didn't do anything. And then all of a sudden it was back online and working. Yeah, all we did really was in in tweaking with it is we went and delved into the SMTP outgoing servers. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it didn't seem like, I mean, people were having trouble with authenticating is the the problem that was happening. That that's the reason why it was sending you to Safari in the first place was that you had to authenticate. And now, Mike, you don't have, um, do you know offhand your Gmail accounts? Lisa has... Like she said, she has app-specific passwords, and then for each of her devices, she has registered with her Gmail account an app-specific password for each device. Correct. Do you have oh. anything going on as far as app-specific passwords uh, that for you know some of? of them, not on, I don't think on the Mac, because now that you say that, I do remember that, because I have had to go in there, because, you know, me and my tablet addiction over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, you know... Um, I don't know. Are they still doing that though? Because I know for a while. Yep, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Be- be- because I, I used don't know to go that they are. That's what no, I they think are. might be broken. So they there are. Is, they are. Because I was looking at it before we recorded. But the thing is, the interface looks different okay. from what I used. It used to have an interface where it would just give you a list that said uh, your Mac OS on such and such a date you did an app Pacific, and then it would say revoke. Right, and then it would yeah. show all the different devices. So if you had ten different devices with all with app specific um, passwords, you could go in and revoke, and then you could reissue. And that's what I was looking for. I'm thinking, okay, well maybe what I need to do is just issue a new password. Well, what because would be, what would I, be why why don't why don't you just revoke them all and just not have app specific passwords? What would what if you did that? 
Well, I mean, everything's working fine now. Well, because it's, every it is so now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but every so often I go in and I change. You're like, well, you know, just in case it's not going to hurt. And so I'll go in and I'll change the specific pass. You know, I'll change that actual password because Gmail or Google will issue it. You hit a button and then they just tell you to copy and paste it. Okay, that's not uh, that. I don't think that's app specific passwords, though, because then there's the other thing, which is two factor authentication. I have that, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, because so there's a lot of stuff that's like vying for the attention of your mail client then. Sure. And like I say, I uh, but the last few times I've set up my Gmail account, I don't remember having to go in there. I don't remember it asking me for an app specific password. I have. Well, that's a choice past. that I made. Right. That's yeah. a choice that I well, made. When I've made, I've done it before, but like I say, last few times I just go in there, put in my Google password. And I'm done, but I do remember, because I don't know that I searched it out, but I do remember it coming up and asking for an app-specific password. But the last few times, I don't remember doing that. So I don't know, and I'm lazy. I don't pay attention to a lot of this stuff. And I just don't know, I I mean, it hasn't popped up, and I do remember doing that, because I've I've gone in there, and I've had some devices I haven't had. I actually do get rid of things once in a while people believe it or yeah, not I'm, i know so yeah. you're I'm saying like the security so, it's in the security checkup is where right, it is. it's under security so mike you're saying that if your google password is geekiest show ever right you put under mail.app you just put in your you know mike at yep. gmail.com geekiest show ever is your password right as yeah. opposed to uh bart on the plane as your password being an app specific password right yeah, I do not use app-specific passwords unless I have to. Like, there's a there's a screen sharing app that requires one, so that's under your third-party access settings. I don't use it with Mail app. I don't feel like I have the need for that. I, you know, it's I I respect your decision to use app-specific passwords. I just don't see the point of it really. I mean, it just sounds like it's making more work, and it's not really necessary. I do use two-factor authentication. I think that that's important. But I don't use app-specific passwords for the mail client. I only use it unless I absolutely have to. So, for example, it says, um, uh, let's see, there's iTeleport. That needs an app-specific password. Like, that's, you know, Yahoo does that. Yahoo makes you use an app-specific password for the mail client. And that just drives me nuts. And I I think think that's... that's and I think awesome. that's where I've used the uh, app specific. Is if yeah, like, it's because for, they want to sell you. They want they want to specifically piss you off on purpose, well, so that you will buy their service and not have to deal with it. Oh, I don't so know about that. So if you are, but, you know, if you're stubborn enough like I am, then I would just say, ah, screw it. I'll use my I'll use an app specific password. But I don't like to deal with Yahoo anymore, so I don't well, do it. No, but I don't even, see the need for an app specific password for mail but, for mail client. Well, this is like for uh, I use Outlook, and so uh, it wants uh, Google wants to know that I am giving permission uh, for Outlook to access my Gmail, and I think that's why it's doing that, so that somebody else just doesn't go in there with Outlook, even if somebody has gotten hold of my Google password, they just can't go in to set it up on. Outlook and go in there because they would have to have the the password specific to Outlook to get mm-hmm. in there or have access. Of course, if they have my Google password, they would have access to my account. But that may not be the best example. But if but, you have two-factor authentication, doesn't that protect you just as well, if not better, than an app-specific password? Because the two-factor authentication code changes every 30 seconds. 
I use one password and I have it set so that that is the authenticator. Well, um, I used to use I used to use the uh, authenticator app, and I thought, well, screw that. I, don't, I try to be more of a purist. I try to like narrow it down and not have so many apps. So I was able to use the authenticator service within one password to generate the two-factor authentication code. Like I said, you know, there are times when I volunteer at the school and I might need to log into a teacher's computer and get at something that was in an email. I need well, to have that authenticator there, and then then I can revoke it later and stuff. Well, I think probably uh, maybe this is the better case scenario for uh, app-specific passwords. Let's say you uh, start using this app, and uh, you give it access to your Gmail account. Well, then you find out that maybe this app is a bad actor. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can go in there and revoke that password for that app so you don't have to go through and change all your Google passwords because you uh, mistakenly or, you know, for whatever reason gave uh, permission to an app and for whatever reason you want to revoke that app, you don't have to go through and change your Google passwords and all your other stuff. You can just go in there and say, I don't want this app. And I'm in here looking at mine. So I've got like my Outlook calendar, mail on Windows. I guess I do have one. Uh, uh, for my uh, on my Mac here somewhere. So, like I say, if I give permission to, like, say, Outlook, and then I decide not to use Outlook for my Gmail client anymore, I can just go in there and revoke that, and it won't be able to access my Gmail um, mm-hmm. without having to I, cause other problems. I just have to wonder if some combination in a recipe is what's making this really terribly tasting cake that is the macOS Mojave bug with Gmail. Like, it just doesn't seem like it's consistent. And I think what's causing that is all of these variables. Some people have app-specific passwords. Some people have two-factor authentication. Some people are using POP. Some people are using IMAP. There's just so many different combinations that are out there. I don't know what any one thing is going to fix it. So it'll be interesting because I'm not using app specific passwords. Now I'm just, you know, now I'm just being stubborn and I have to eat my own dog food and I'm curious. So I'm going to do the update and see if because I don't have those things turned on. I want to see if I get the problem, too. I'm actually going to I'm going to be a sadomasochist and actually inflict the pain on myself so I can see what happens. Sure. Because, uh, you know, I can always use my iPad and my my iPhone to check my mail until it's fixed. I'll be really pissed if, if it does get broken. And if it can't be fixed, and then, you know, if it is, if it does end up being something of a bug within the macOS and they need to push out an update, I'll be pissed if it if it takes a while to fix it because I will want to be able to check mail on my on my account. And it might be that the solution to fix it is maybe just having to delete it and re-add it. I've had to do that before, you know. Right. That's Well, and I'm wondering because, you know, people are saying it was Gmail's thing, but wouldn't it's got to apple's got to be somewhere in this mix too because yeah they do they have to i haven't heard any problems with window users having trouble with gmail it just they just have trouble (laughs) well i don't know i'm sorry well yeah i know but uh because i use it on windows too and i haven't had any Mm -hmm. problems there so i think it has to be some combination yeah it's definitely it's definitely a high consequence or uh it's a definitely Suspicious that it happened when the macOS update came out. I think okay. there's there's a combination of, of problems on both ends. Like I said, there was a there was an update to the the user interface that could have contributed to it. There was an update to macOS 
that definitely contributed to it. And in, in the if you read in the Apple forums, they can isolate it to macOS. Just like you're saying, it's true. People on other platforms aren't having the same issue. So it's definitely right. isolated to macOS. Uh, definitely beware, make an informed choice. I'm going to make an informed choice and I'm going to do the update because I don't have these other things turned on and I want to see if it still affects me because I like to tinker with this stuff and I just, I, I got to I gotta get to the bottom of it. I got to figure it out. Okay. Because I do, I am always wrangling mail clients on, on my client machines, on my client uh, my client's computers and there is just, there's so many different variables and then some people are using their ISPs accounts and it does get messy and a lot of people are just terrified of losing stuff that they've been saving for all those years and so they're afraid to delete it all and and have to do it again. Right. So well, Okay, and and speaking of Apple, you know, uh you know changing things and making announcements, they had a uh event this week and uh I don't know, what did everyone think of Apple's announcements? Um blah. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, you know, I, 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 I told you guys, I always like it, but it's a lot of hurry up and wait. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I was giving some thought to the Apple News. And from what I'm hearing from people who have either subscribed to it or doing the trial or whatever, it's more PDFs as opposed to actual magazines. Like is like if you had Texture, which is closing for good in I think it was beginning of May mm-hmm. or, you know, Readly or any of those where you got the actual magazines. And I was thinking the person that that would be good for who might want to spend the $9.99 for different publications, whether it's the magazine, whether it's a newspaper, if you're the kind of person that clicks on links, say, in Facebook or Twitter, and you want to read an article. So someone puts out a tweet and they talk about, you know, whatever. It could be politics. It could be technology. It could be whatever. doesn't matter. And you click on the link. And then you can't read it because there's a paywall. Yes. Yes. Right. So yeah. you're the person yeah. who you doesn't necessarily. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get that a lot. You are reading Article Four out of six, mm-hmm. and at the or month, you have that, to answer a survey in order right, to be able to, to, be able to continue to, to read it, or you get to read the first paragraph, and it says if you want more, just for nine ninety nine a month, like no, 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 no. So I think Apple News might be good for that person who doesn't necessarily want to read the entire Washington Post or the entire Wired magazine. They just want to read an article here, an article there. That person, Apple News might be good for. For the person who wants to read the entire magazine or the entire newspaper, maybe not so much. Because of the PDF experience. Because of the experience. Because, and at the same time, you might not be getting the entire newspaper. Right. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not saying that's the absolute fact. Or right. you might not be getting the entire magazine. And one thing that's nice about using Readly or Zinio or one of those services is that if it says we reviewed this uh, you know, Western Digital uh, hard drive, you can click on it and it will bring you to the Western Digital site. And right. then you can go back. Or if it's a cooking magazine, this is how you saute. This is how you uh, make whipped cream. And then you have a little video that plays right in the middle. You're not going to get that on Rich Apple content. News. Yeah, and right. I thought yeah. that's what the whole point of it was, is that you exactly. get that. That's what I thought, Rich too. Content. And then when they said it was PDFs, I'm like, PDFs? Right. It's almost like it should be like Apple Books, like the book uh, creation experience where you would, you know, teachers would develop their own books, their curriculum, that sort of thing, where you're going to have all this rich content where you would – you would, uh, you know, flip a page and then there would be a video that you could play. And then there would be a quiz with a, you know, 
check marks or something. There would be something you can interact with it. I thought it was going to be more like that. And I was also just thinking, as we were talking about PDFs versus, you know, like the reading experience, didn't they do this a while ago with Newsstand? I mean, didn't we have Newsstand, which actually had magazine subscriptions in it that you could subscribe to? Because I remember, like, you know, Macworld is is a magazine that I would read. I don't, I'm not much of a magazine reader, mind you, but you were talking about it in the last time, uh, Lisa, where you would like to take an actual physical magazine out to the pool because then you don't have, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't have the glare and, you know, oh, I dropped my iPad in the pool kind of a thing. You could just read the magazine. And I do miss that experience of being able to kind of curl it up or, you know, just be able to flip from page to page. I might use like a sticky note to bookmark a, a section or I might want to highlight something that I wanted to, to write about or something like that. But that would be an example of a magazine that I could read from cover to cover. You know, maybe I might even look at the ads occasionally because it would be related product that I, oh, you know, I'm, I'm in the market for a new hard drive and here's, here's an article, a review on the newest hard drive or comparing hard drives to each other. Like right now I'm looking at um, tablets for sketching. I want to see a review on that. You can get that kind of relevant advertising in there and that is a desirable experience. But it sounds like it's not, it's not that right now. And I and I wonder what's going to happen in the future with that, if they're going to give feedback. Now, we do have a price. There's a lot of this hurry up and wait. A lot of things were announced without a price. That is something that was announced with a price, though. It's going to be 10 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Right. It's well, basically probably going to be the same price as like what I'm paying for two terabytes for an entire family of iCloud users. It's, it's $9.99 a month or something like that. So right. it's like $10 and some tax. So now you're talking, if I were to say subscribe to, and I, and I was, and I was paying attention to this because I, I liked hearing this. This is one good thing about it. I don't, I'm still not crazy about the price. So if you think about a family, never mind that we're a low income family, but a family of, you know, four or five people that are sharing an iCloud storage space, and that's $10 and change a month. We'll call it $10 just to be math easy. And then you add an Apple News subscription in there so that we can all read news without ads targeting us or without, you know, interruption or without paywall messages like we were saying. That's going to be $10. Now you're at $20 a month. And then there's going to be Apple TV Plus on top of that. What else did they announce? Oh, and then Arcade. The Arcade. Gaming. Right. You know, I mean, it's they starting have... to really ching, ching. It's really starting to add up. We need to have a bundle, but Apple yes. won't do that. I mean, I would love to see, even if it was a la carte, if yeah. it said, okay, if you subscribe to Apple News, iCloud, and Apple Music, you, you can get, get it for, for whether they do it X amount of dollars per month or even cheaper. If you bundle all three, you can get it for this amount per year. Mm-hmm. I honestly think more people are willing to give it a shot if they know at the end of the day, well, I'm going to be saving $50 over the course of the year. Why not? If I don't like it, right. I unsubscribe at the end of the year and I go exactly. back to just paying well, for iCloud or just Apple Music. Yeah, they should They should allow it to be, you know what? It should be just like it is in the App Store, where when you have a, an app developer who's developed multiple apps, you can buy those individual apps at your leisure that you, that you know that you need. But then in the case of an app developer has multiple apps, you could buy it in a bundle and then they have a reduced uh, price. So instead of each app being, you know, if it's $5.99, $5.99, $5.99 for these three apps, maybe they'll release it for $10 for all three of them instead okay. of 15 I, I have a question for you people. 
Have you never experienced Apple before? Well, that's what I said. Uh, yeah, I no, no. don't think that's going to happen. No, right. no, because yeah. these are the same people that have taken away uh, a lot of the upgradability of the Mac computers. So when you buy something, you are encouraged to buy up so you don't get shortchanged because uh, you know and, uh, they want you to buy up. And I think what we're seeing here is Apple uh, moving away from its revenue from the hardware section. I'm not saying they're abandoning hardware, but they're looking at new revenue streams. And this is what they're trying to right. maximize their number of uh, I, uh, uh, you know, income streams by you know paying for this, paying for this. And you know, Apple has always been great about nickeling and diming you to death, especially when you start upgrading when you're buying a computer. Well, it's you pay, you're going to pay too much for your RAM. You're going to pay too much for this uh, upgraded hard drive. You know that. I mean, I like Apple they hardware. Call it the Apple tab. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Apple hardware, but that's their modus operandi is to, you know, upsell yep. to the more expensive option that they have and make sure that you can't do it anywhere else. So yeah, yeah. they want to keep you in the walled garden yeah. of the ecosystem. Right. Yeah, that's, which is yeah, why I'm getting what it is. nothing. I'm, I don't care mm-hmm. about games. I'm nope. not interested. I have I have uh, Readly. Is that what I think? We talked yeah. about that Readly yep. from AT&T. So I have yep. that for free yep. and I look at it maybe once every three months because right. I just forget it's there. Also even like a- cheaper and stick with the RB Digital because then you can get free magazines using your library card. Yeah, they say you can right. do now, through overdrive not, if you now, granted, really you get to. what you pay for. So, and I but know it, that. And I know that as yep. an informed consumer going into it, yes, it's a buggy experience and I know I'm getting it for free. So I'm not going to bitch about it. Right. So, right. yeah. Yeah, there was all these, you know, uh, services. Apple TV. They brought out a lot of Hollywood types, which I'm not impressed by Hollywood types. So I kind of went, eh, okay. Now there was a, uh, I think, I think Melissa, you had a. Uh, oh, sure, crap out here. Yes, there's there's a, a link. List. It's, yeah, there's got some ads and stuff. Yeah, there's a there's a nice uh, MacWorld again. <laughs> My MacWorld. There is a really nice MacWorld uh, link to an article where they basically just you can scroll down. In fact, I'm actually looking at it right now in Reader View in Safari on my glorious cinema display, which it looks very very sharp. And this is, I mean, this to me, this is a good reading experience right here. This is a beautiful article. I can strip out the ads. I'm clicking on the reader. I know I'm not getting tracked for everything. I'm not getting ads thrown up in my face and I can just scroll down the list here and they have a beautifully, um, you know, headline by headline by headline, amazing stories. It talks about the directors that came out. Uh, Spielberg was featured. It was, it was, it was really beautifully done. I really like that. Then they talk about the individual shows. There's the morning show. There's C, which of course, you know, I went Gaga for because that's got Jason Momoa in it. Uh, the next one coming down is little America helpsters this is adorable i really love that they had big bird that came out uh on the stage and then little voice i love sarah Bar- uh, sarah Bareilles. love her stuff uh for all mankind is another one truth be told servant home before dark i mean you can scroll down through this i'm not going to read them all sure. but there's a picture for each one that shows you the actor actress that was featured it gives you a little bit about, I mean, it's basically the cliff notes of the Apple event. So this is a really good reference for all of it. And you can learn about what all is going to be released, what's in the works, what's in the pipeline. Right. Um, and I, I looked down there. There wasn't a lot 
Um, you know, maybe I'm just being a cranky old man. There wasn't a lot that uh, intrigued me. I did. They do. They do say that they're going to do a uh, show based on uh, Isaac Asimov's Foundation series, which a uh, science fiction series, which is something that uh, uh, I've always loved. That series. It's kind of influenced. Yeah, but my Mike, thinking. there's the there's the Brie Larson CIA biography series. I'll Aren't see. you going to be all over that one? I'll see. Uh, again, I. I mean, you're gonna have I, to you're gonna report on that on your on your podcast. Maybe we'll see. Um, I'm not personality driven usually. I mean, I, they have to you know impress me or something just because that's what kind of bothered me. They trucked tra- uh, out all these people and ooh personalities. Well, that doesn't mean crap if the shows are you know. Like I say I'm gonna have to see what's out there. And, uh, well, but there's the other there's the other the other demographic that is very personality well, driven. Yeah, I mean, of I course, you know, I'm like I want to see what Jason Momoa is going to sure. do with this and Oprah and yeah. Oh, I mean, I am. Don't I talk will to admit, me about I am, Oprah, but you know, whatever. I am personality driven when it comes to this. I do want to see what these people are doing sure. in in these new events because they are people that I have seen their work in other things, and I and I like them, and I want to follow them and see what it is that they do. Um, they are, you know, none of this looks really junky to me. I mean, these all look right. like really legit kind of titles and yeah. and story. T- they're they're wrapping it under the uh, the wrapper of storytelling. These are all things that are that are going to be stories to be told, and yeah. I think it's going to be good. But you know, again, right. it's going to be driven by the price. What is it going to cost me? Um, there had been a rumor that was circulating for a while that if you own an Apple TV that you would get, you know, free access to this stuff. I mean, if that were the case, I would be thrilled and I would be I would Which be really is how it should be because you've got to think ten ninety nine for Netflix versus what Apple's offering, there's no comparison. How can Apple justify charging money for a handful of shows when you can go on Netflix or Amazon Prime and just get thousands? Yeah, I am really wondering what the price is going to be for this. I mean, it could be end up being like five ninety nine or something, but it really, really should be free because I think that they should kind of attach this to the sale of their Apple TVs. I mean, they 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 had a whole event that was all around the Apple TV hardware, and then nothing. You but know, you can also watch. But they said you can still watch it on your computer or your iPad. So maybe if it's you know, free with Apple TV and free with Apple Music. This so it could if you, be like a buffer for the quote unquote Apple tax that we pay on all these other services. I'm really hoping that this will be something that kind of smooths it over and says, oh, but we're also giving you Apple TV Plus for free. But you know what? They, they would have, if it was going to be free, they would have announced that by now. I, it just, I don't know. Why, well, why are they holding out on the price? What is, why are we not having a price for how much this is going to cost? Why? Why? Well, well, because a lot of this be stuff. Reason. Well, first of all, a lot of this stuff. There, I mean, they made announcements, but there wasn't anything specific in there uh, because there. Uh, it's going to be introduced later this year. This was just supposed to be a, a teaser ad to get people excited about. Well, but they what were very specific out. about the content. There's, there's right. all these shows. I haven't. I've lost count of how many there are. At least a dozen of these different yeah. shows, and, and I there think they've already been filmed. 40 yeah, they've already been – they're already in the works. They've already right. been filmed. They've already filmed episodes. It could be that, you know, they're going to see what sticks as far as, you know, it's like throwing a pasta noodle against the cabinet and see what sticks as far as, okay, this one's going to get another season, kind of like they do with, with Netflix and other other platforms. It's just it's another platform, but it could be a very, you know, limited thing just like Amazon does. 
I do have one little Amazon device in my house. I, I that's all I'm going to do. I really have no desire for Prime well, and all this other stuff. I just can't afford it. And so, you know, you're paying, you know, a hundred over a hundred dollars a year for Prime, whatever that translates to in in a monthly cost. And so, as a perk, you get Amazon Prime Video, right? Right. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm hoping that this will be like a perk for all the other Apple stuff, you know, for all the other buy-ins, well, maybe it'll be free with your yeah, subscription to I'm on the page now. I'm on the Apple page. It says Apple TV Plus coming this fall exclusively on the Apple TV app. Yes. But, yes, it's going to be exclusive. App, no, no, because the app is also going to be available on the Fire, on the Fire TV and Roku's. Oh, uh, yes, so, I did see that. I did see that. And I, that and I thought they said iPad, too. Yeah, iPad and app. It is already well, on our phones. It, it would, comes across on your Apple Watch. Yeah, you have your Apple That's, TV I mean, thing that I hardly ever see, use. I do have. I have the four, not the four K. I have the fourth gen Apple TV. I do have an older. I have all the versions basically, but I only ever really use the fourth gen TV. And not going wood. I mean, except for a few crashes here and there, it has been a wonderful, simple interface we you know we've talked about this before ad nauseum about all these different tv services and how we you know roll it our different ways it's been a really great interface for us and i like the notifications um i do use that uh itv shows app to track all of the stuff that i'm watching because i kind of like it in the database format and it does give me notifications about when the next you know episode of dropping you know of, of walking <laughs> dropping dead of walking dead has dropped i'm like okay now you know i'll go watch that whenever i get around to it uh the apple tv app does the same thing without me really having to do anything it knows the stuff that i watch on the apple tv and it lets me know when the next episode has has come out and it ends up in my notifications on my iphone i really like that and with this new whatever you want to call it this new ecosystem of these apple tv plus shows that i can see is going to be folded into that and i'll you know you'll get notifications about when those shows have aired as well I mean, they're trying to kind of build like a cult following. They've already got the ecosystem. They've already got the eyeballs. They've already got the people that have the devices. And now if they're saying that they're going to put it on a fire and on a Roku, well, hell, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's right there. But yeah, the question, the big question mark is what is it going to cost? Maybe, maybe it'll be free to the people who have the Apple devices and maybe They'll have they'll charge for it on Roku or Amazon, but I can already tell I can already see people be like, "Fuck that! I'm not going to pay for for that service when they can get stuff." They're already happy right. with their Netflix, like Elisa just said, like they're yeah. happy with all the stuff that's that's in Netflix. So that might be a little bit of a hard sell, but maybe it'll be like a gateway. You know, maybe there'll be people who are curious about it. Again, like you said, Mike, you don't follow the personalities necessary, but there are a shit ton of people who do. And maybe that's the gateway that they're hoping to entice people who are already on Roku and Amazon Fire and watching Amazon Prime stuff. Maybe there'll be like a little teaser like, oh, if you like this person in this movie, you might want to see it on Apple Plus. And then, you know, maybe it's the gateway and then people will start, you know, drinking the kool-aid <laughs> well or or you know buy this uh, movie or tv series on itunes or mm-hmm. something there's that that possibility yep. but like i say we'll we'll have to see um uh, the other thing that was announced at that was the uh at that event was the apple card and i still don't know what to make of that like i need another i'm gonna get it card. i'm gonna get it just for the heck of it because i don't have a mastercard okay mm-hmm and for no other reason, sometimes, you know how many concerts I go to, a lot of times when they do a pre-sale, it's 
with the Pacific card. You have to have an American Express or you have to have a Citibank card. Really? Sometimes, yeah, you get the pre-sale. And uh, sometimes it'll say MasterCard. I don't have one. So this will be I've good. I've never understood why. What is the difference between Visa and MasterCard? Like, I know that our bank used to be MasterCard and then converted to Visa. Why I think do it's, they do I that? I think it's the same thing, just a different name. I think it's... A, I, I, I think it's the same as saying Windows versus Mac. It's just another company. Because I, I know, don't care as long as it lets me buy stuff. I really right. don't care what it is. Well, right, because all stores take, they all take MasterCard, Visa, Discover, American Express. Some take Diners Club. Mm-hmm. So I've never seen a place that, that didn't, that only took Visa over MasterCard or vice versa. No. It's always those two logos are next to each other. No. Now, and American sometimes Express bank. sometimes is not accepted. Discover card is sometimes not accepted. But I've never seen a place that would I reject. I think because American Express has a higher fee for the vendor. Yes. And I know that being a business owner, I use Square to accept payments for my re- remote clients. And I'm always pissed that I have to. It's the cost to do in business. And that's another thing that the people, some some people will pass that that fee on. And they'll make you pay that as, as like, you know, it's a convenience that we're offering you so that you don't have to drive somewhere and go pay cash. So you have to pay that fee. And I'm like, I don't know. I've done a lot of research on this. And it's always like, yeah, that's that's just such a turnoff. That's why I don't want to do it to my clients. I my can, husband doesn't. My husband I, owns a store. He doesn't. I, I don't either. To me, it's the cost to do in business. To me, I'm paying that fee each time mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a convenience of security that I... I don't want people mailing me a check. I really would rather not have that happen because of of mail fraud, because of the check could bounce. There's so many reasons to not do that. And I, I mean, I accept check in person. My clients pay me with a check in person. And that's, you know, there's a trust relationship there. But for somebody that I'm working with remotely, that I haven't had that hand-to-hand, face-to-face conversation, uh uh-uh. No, and I don't want to put them in jeopardy either because what happens if their check gets stolen or something? I'm not not playing that game. So I do pay the fees and I do eat that cost and that is a cost of doing business. Now, of course, if you give me a choice, I'm going to choose the lesser of the two options, of course, because, you know, why do I want to raise my, why do I want to raise my overhead at all? But you pay that fee for the security. It keeps you both safe on both ends. And the other nice thing now, you know, circling back to Apple again is uh, Square does offer them to be able to pay with Apple Pay. And so I do sometimes like I will teach a client, you know, when they're curious about it, they feel safer with me doing it. And I'll show them this is what Apple Pay is. This is how it works. And I can have them do it, you know, with Apple Pay. I still end up having to pay that fee where they could have just given me a check or something. But again, it's it's a it's an experience. It's it's a teachable moment there. Um, and so I'm curious about how this how this Apple card is going to work from a business perspective. I don't know. I, I don't know right. if I'll be able to use it for that. You know, it'd be really great if I could set that up and have people pay me that way. I would love to just keep it all within. I'm an I'm an Apple consultant and to just keep it all within the Apple ecosystem and not have to use Square. But it's going to boil down to those competitive rates. And like you said, maybe you know people don't use Amex as much because it's a higher rate. They right. have higher fees overall. But it's what? It's $2. And, and they were, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to shake out because, you know, how are people with no credit going to be able to get something like this? I, I don't know. Right. What kind you of know, credit do you have to have to, to be able to get an Apple uh, card? And then uh, Apple also, uh, they, they had a kind of a busy week because they announced new iPads. Um, 
So let's see. They where'd I got it here now somewhere. Um, they. I'm surprised they didn't announce a new Apple Watch because I just bought one. I was waiting sure. for that to happen. Well, yeah. But of course they announced new iPads because because Kevin just recently bought one, so it's all Kevin's fault. So a new iPad Mini. They brought back, I guess, the iPad Air. And I was trying to figure that out. That sits between. Okay. The iPad Air. Yeah, it sits between the regular iPad and the iPad Pro. Is that because uh, they still have? No, I think it's after. I think it sits between. I think it sits between the iPad and the iPad Mini because the Air is the lighter of them all. It's the thinnest. It's uh, like kind of the, the you know your your it's doesn't have as much oomph as the other ones. It's it's, a, it's I, I could it's, be wrong. It says it's cheaper than the iPad Pro models, more powerful than the iPad 9.7. And okay, so then you are right. Then it does yeah. sit between the Pro and the iPad. Yeah, so it's kind of intermarry. So it's not uh, – and I don't know. I mean, obviously it must not have the all the Pro features. Uh, it will work with the first-generation Apple Pencil as will the new iPad Mini 5 that was released. And yeah, when you look at it across the top, it does list the iPad Pro, then the iPad Air. So you're right, it's in between those two, sure. then the iPad, then the iPad Mini. Right. And mm-hmm. the okay. iPad Mini, you know, it looks like uh, it got a uh, in, uh, parts bump, better processor, a few other things. Otherwise, it's pretty much the same as the old iPad Mini. Um but yet it costs more than the iPad. It's a yeah. smaller form factor, but it's the iPad is three twenty nine and the iPad Mini is three ninety nine. So what are you getting for that yeah. extra? Well, portability and care, care uh, being able to carry it around, I guess. Yes. Um, and let's see, did they also? I mean, I didn't pay a lot of attention to this. I looked at this quick. Uh, oh, it looks like it has a better FaceTime front-facing camera. The iPad has a 1.2 megapixel FaceTime HD front camera with HDR. The iPad Mini has a 7 megapixel FaceTime HD front camera with auto HDR. So it seems like maybe the camera's a little bit better. Right. Um, and uh, like I said, I looked at this quick. I don't think they did anything to the iPad Pros this time around, did they? They just... Um... That's a $70 difference. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, we don't have some new hardware, I think, uh, um, AirPods. Oh, A12. It's an A12 versus an A10. Yep. Okay. So there's a a bit of a hardware bump there. But, uh, so, I mean, they uh, went on a spurt of introducing new stuff. We'll have to see how this pans out. I don't know if any of the hardware got me excited enough. Well, okay, let's put it this way. It did excite me enough that we'll move into picks, and I'll start out because my pick happens to be the new iPad Mini because I do like that small form factor. I kind of wished I had one that I could take to work with me because then I can use it for interfacing with our heating computer system, uh, doing mail, uh, just something. I need something bigger than my phone, but I don't you know, need the full-size tablet to do a lot of that stuff. And so our, our picks this week was from three to $500. This comes in at $399, which, yeah, it seems a little expensive compared to the iPad 10. But like I say, the small form factor, being yeah, able to fit Yeah, the $70, now that I looked at the list, that $70 seems worth it. That seems right. justifiable for that. Sure. So, 
Um, you know, that's my pick for this week just because I, and I had an iPad mini, but it was one of the original ones. It was slow. It was pokey. I gave it to my son to use. And then he went out and bought his own iPad, uh, the better, newer version of the iPad mini, not this one, but the one before. So he upgraded too. I think he's got it around there yet. But, uh, so, you know, that's my pick just because I want something that's, and with all my, you know, uh, mobile podcasting thing here to have one to carry around a little easier would be kind of nice but Alisa, uh, uh, what's uh, your your pick for this week well before I give you my pick I just want to tell you something really quick if I could open this I was doing some cleaning today and I found the receipt from March 6 2003 for 2003. my 2003 and this receipt looks pretty good too for my 20 gig iPod oh Lord. Wow. And I got a $30 educational discount, so it falls right into our our, (laughs) our, uh, price range. And the thing still works. I plug it in every now and then, and it Uh still works. It's awesome. I have a 2-gigabyte iPod that still works. Yeah. So this my pick is a $329. It is the Charbroil Series Black and Stainless Steel 5-Burner Liquid Propane Gas Grill because it's that time of year. Somebody's yep, getting it itchy for summer. <laughs> and seeing as we cannot keep an appliance for more than a couple of years, I think we need a new grill, even though our grill is only five years old. Okay. So, yeah, it is the season. So, yeah, bring it. Yeah. So bring, show me the meat. So, yep, uh, time 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 for a new girl. Okay. And then Melissa, what's your uh what's your pick for this week? So, we are we're itching for something for the home as well, and I picked a uh a, a love seat, a reclining love seat. We uh, you know, we're a typical family, you know, 10, 12 years ago we bought furniture and it's starting to poke and getting really uncomfortable, so we'll be going to showrooms and looking for something soon that we can sit on without giving my husband a vasectomy for free. <laughs> it's becoming no the vasectomy chair. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord. That makes me uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> it makes us uncomfortable, too, enough that okay. I that I picked a... It's not showing me the... Let's see. Oh, maybe is that what it is? No. The link that it's opening up is not the one that I picked. It's I picked the love seat for... It came in at 436.41. It's the Christie's Home Living Bill Brown DRL Contemporary Room Le- Reclining Love Seat, and it's not it's not uh, pleather or leather because out here in Arizona it would rip your skin off when you left. So yeah, we don't want furniture that's going to injure us when we sit on it. So that's why I picked that. Okay, so we are we have uh, we have our our complete setup: a place to sit, some food to eat, and an iPad Mini to look at while we're eating our food on our comfy chair so i think there got, you go we got all our bases covered so i think with that we'll uh you know wrap up this episode of uh of um geekish however i almost went into our spiel for i was gonna say which up. podcast are you on mike yeah i, I gotta switch <laughs> gears here people get um, it together man i'm trying you know I, I, a lot of stuff to keep it straight in my mind here but anyway if you want to know more about the show, head over to geekyshowever.com. Reviews on co- and comments on iTunes are always welcome, and we thank everyone who does that. We hope you have enjoyed the show, but before we do that, I almost forgot because I am confused. <laughs> we got to outro-deuce ourselves, so uh, Elisa, where can people find you? 
at Sensei Dai on Twitter or at 3GeekyLadies.com with the number three spelled out, which is the other podcast I do. Okay, and Melissa, where, uh, where can they find out about you? You can find me online all over at The Mac Mommy, and you can go to my website, themacmommy.com, where someday maybe Michael will inspire me enough to do my own podcast. Oh, my. The same. And, uh, uh, and as if, uh, I can be found on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. And if I haven't hyped my new podcast enough this week, you can also go check out uh, Holding Out for a Hero at holdingoutforahero.net. Um, and that's it for this week, and don't forget to hug a geek. If you're a technology fan, make sure you check out Tech Fan, hosted by me, Tim Robertson. And me, David Cohen. We're all about technology. We like to geek out on pretty much anything. If it's technical, if it's a gadget, if it's the movie or the music industry, you name it, we're talking about it. And you know, David, unfortunately, unlike most other great podcasts, we don't really plan out our shows. It's more of a stream of thought thing. (laughs) Yeah. For better or for worse, you listen to it and you be the judge. You know, a good example of that, David, would be this ad because we didn't plan for this. What did you say? What do I say? (laughs) I don't know. Is it your turn or is it my turn to talk now? I lost track. I did too. But you know, you won't lose track if you listen to Tech Fan, part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts.